0: You are listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Over 25 million Americans suffer severe fatigue lasting more than one month. What does the latest chronic fatigue research reveal? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me today is Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Dr. Teitelbaum has dedicated his career to researching, developing, and teaching about effective treatment for chronic fatigue. Fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. He is a best selling author, lectures internationally, and is the medical director of the Fibromyalgia and Fatigue Centers based in Dallas, Texas. Dr. Teitelbaum, welcome to the Clinicians Roundtable.
1: Susan, great to be with you.
0: How do you tell if someone has chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia, and what's the difference?
1: If a patient comes in to you complaining of severe, widespread pain, Ask them, do you have trouble sleeping? If the answer is yes, and you don't see obvious signs of inflammation, they probably have fibromyalgia. Also, if they complain of severe, disabling, persistent fatigue that does not go away with rest or vacation, ask them the same question. Can you get a good night's sleep? And if they say that they have horrible insomnia, then they probably have chronic fatigue syndrome. Most people who have chronic fatigue syndrome also have fibromyalgia, and both of these represent an energy crisis in the body where more energy is being spent, whether it's because of an infection or other problems, than the body is able to make. And because of that, the research is showing now that you get hypothalamic dysfunction. Basically, the hypothalamus uses more energy for its size than any area in the body. So during an energy crisis, it starts to malfunction, basically acting like blowing a fuse in your home when you overload a circuit. And our research has shown that when you treat the hypothalamic dysfunction, 91% of patients improve improved dramatically.
0: Tell us about the research.
1: Well, the research was fascinating. We found back in the early 1980s that by treating with what we called our shin protocol, sleep, hormones, infections, and nutrition, that patients would get much better. And in fact, I had chronic fatigue syndrome myself, which is how I learned how to treat it effectively. We went ahead and did our initial pilot study, and we found that approximately 90% of patients improved. We then went ahead, and a recently published study in 2001 showed, again, that 91% of patients improve with an average 90% increase in quality of life by treating sleep, hormones, infection, and nutrition. This was published in the Journal of Chronic Critique Syndrome. We also recently completed another study on a special nutrient called ribose. It's a sugar being used in heart bypass patients and cardiology that increases energy production in the cells. Because if you remember back to your biochemistry, ATP, NADH, FADH, all have ribose as their backbone. We went ahead and gave ribose in a study, and most patients within one month had an average 45% increase in energy as well as a decrease in pain simply by taking ribose alone. So there's many, many treatments now that are very effective.
0: How do you test? for these conditions?
1: There's really no test that's needed. There's a tender point exam, which frankly, I don't think it's worth people's time to learn. It adds very little discrimination in terms of sensitivity or specificity. Better to simply ask the patient, are you unable to sleep in the face of widespread pain or disabling fatigue? And that will tell you that you have a CFS or fibromyalgia because the hypothalamus controls sleep. And that's why when they can't sleep, it tells you the hypothalamic dysfunction is likely in play. Now, once you make the diagnosis, there's extensive testing that needs to be done to look for the source of the energy crisis and to treat these patients effectively. These patients cannot be treated in a normal eight-minute doctor visit or half-hour new patient visit. And one of the things that I'd like to offer to the listeners is the information about the fibromyalgia and fatigue centers. These are located throughout the United States, and we see people from all over the world. So patients can fly in for new patient visits and do the follow-ups usually over the phone at that time, they will have extensive testing done looking for infections that may be occurring, looking for disordered sleep, such as sleep apnea if needed, airway resistance syndrome, restless leg syndrome, looking for hormonal deficiencies, and it's important to recognize that the blood tests are not reliable for hormonal deficiencies on their own in the presence of hypothalamic pituitary dysfunction, and therefore need to be addressed in the context of clinical symptoms, but extensive hormonal testing and also looking for certain specific nutritional deficiencies. Iron deficiency, vitamin B12 deficiency are both very common in these syndromes.
0: What makes these centers different from other treatment centers?
1: These doctors specialize in treating CFS and fibromyalgia. Because there are so many systems involved, the hypothalamus controls sleep, and there's many sleep disorders. It controls almost the entire endocrine system through the pituitary. Because of the immune dysfunction that comes in, you'll see numerous infections. There are many, many processes that need to be looked for and treat it if people are to get well. So these doctors not just have the training, but they also have the time. The new patient visits are an hour, follow-ups are an hour and then a half hour to really treat these patients effectively. These are people who specialize simply in CFS and fibromyalgia.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me today is Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum, Medical Director of the Fibromyalgia and Fatigue Centers in Dallas, Texas, discussing chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. Dr. Teitelbaum, how do you treat these conditions?
1: Well, we call it our SHIN protocol, S-H-I-N. The checklist for getting people well would be S would be to get them eight, nine hours of solid sleep a night. Because of the hypothalamic dysfunction, these people have severely disordered sleep. You need to rule out upper airway resistance syndrome and sleep apnea and restless leg syndrome, which can often be done by simply videotaping the patient at night in their home or having them tape to make sure they're not snoring. If they're not snoring, they're not likely to have apnea or UARS. And then they need to be given natural or prescription therapies to get eight to nine hours sleep a night I prefer to go with a natural first. There's a product called the Revitalizing Sleep Formula, available in most health food stores, which is a mix of six herbs, but it's not going to be strong enough for most people who have CFS and fibromyalgia. It's fine for people with regular insomnia. Ambien is excellent for sleep, as would be trazodone, sometimes clonopin, neurontin. On my website or in my books, there's a list of over 30 sleep aids that can be helpful, you want to generally avoid the benzodiazepines except for Xanax and Clonopin, because the other ones keep patients in late stage 2 sleep and actually aggravate the problem. So S is getting people fall asleep each evening. H should be hormonal support, realizing that the hypothalamic-pituitary axis is not functioning properly. Studies have shown that the thyroid tends to be low, adrenal function is diminished, estrogen, testosterone, and the endocrine system in general is under-functioning. It's important to recognize that the normal range for a blood test also, even in proper hypothalamic function, does not necessarily mean that the patient is healthy. The normal ranges for most blood tests are simply based on two standard deviations. That means they take 100 patients, and the 95% in the middle is the normal range. To give an idea of what this means, if I had to get a normal range for shoe sizes, i take the next 100 of the mall, and get a normal range of 4 to 13, which means for your listeners who are males out there, if I put you in a size 5 shoe these shoe tests would say that you're totally in the normal range and there's no problem at all. And that's an exact analogy to what we do with patients. So it's important to not just look at the testing, but to treat the hormonal problems based on symptoms. If they're tired, achy, weight gain, cold intolerant, which most of these patients are, they need a trial of thyroid hormone. Many of these patients have either T3 receptor resistance or difficulty with conversion of T4 to T3, and they're therefore do better with a combination of synthroid plus cytomel or Armour thyroid as an option. Using bioidentical hormones is very important. Contrary to much of the misinformation out there, the scientific data clearly shows that the bioidentical hormones, especially for the estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, are much safer and much more effective than the other ones that are used. But it's important to recognize that since there are billions of dollars at stake in drug marketing, there's an enormous amount of misinformation being put out there. For any listeners who would like, I'd be happy to send an article that goes through the research on the role of bioidentical hormones, which are natural versus synthetics. I would be infections. We need to treat a host of opportunistic infections that are present in these patients. And N is nutritional support. As we noted, our recent study showed that giving the sugar ribose, also known as corvalin, is not just outstanding in anybody with heart disease. We've seen patients on the heart transplant list who's recovered, Uh, one gentleman is now out riding his motorcycle simply from using ribose, which is an excellent energy nutrient. It's also was shown in our study, uh, which was recently published, to increase energy by an average of 45%. Also excellent for athletes, as well as people with CFS and fibromyalgia. And as I had mentioned to you earlier, I do not take money from any pharmaceutical or natural product companies. It's simply my policy as a patient advocate. Other nutritional support is also critical. Instead of having people take handfuls of tablets all day, I recommend a vitamin powder called the Energy Revitalization System. It's available in most health food stores or at vitality101.com. But giving these four areas of treatment dramatically increase energy production, and eliminate pain in the majority of patients who have CFS and fibromyalgia. And as we noted, our study shows that it has a greater than 91% success rate. Is
0: there a cure?
1: For many people, there is. I had chronic fatigue syndrome, and I'm in the 2 million mile club on American Airlines because I'm and <laughs> teaching so much and have five children, so one could say that I'm pretty fully active. Let me flip it back to you, Susan. Can you imagine if you blew a fuse and you called the electrician and The electrician turns the circuit breaker back on, unplugs the five space heaters that you have going, The lights go on, and you say, is that cured? Will it ever happen again? And the electrician will say, well, if you overstress the system, of course it will. It's supposed to do that. And the same with CFS and fibromyalgia. If the patients go back to doing what made them sick in the first place, they will blow a fuse again, and that's a good thing. And CFS and fibromyalgia, because of the hypothalamic dysfunction, are basically like when your patient has blown a fuse in the face of excessive stress.
0: You say that's a good thing. What do you mean?
1: If you didn't have a circuit box, you might burn down the home. And these people are type A overachievers who, in the face of exhaustion, instead of resting, they redouble their efforts. And that's dangerous. If you drive energy below a certain level and immune function goes down, other things, you'll start to see degenerative diseases. You might see cancer and things along those lines. Because this illness takes them out of the game, so to speak, it acts as a protective mechanism to prevent themselves from harming themselves in the face of overwhelming stress by spending energy that they just don't have.
0: Is it misdiagnosed?
1: Uh, About 90% of the time. Unfortunately, most people who have CFS and fibromyalgia, the studies show that 90% have been given the wrong diagnosis. They've been told they're depressed. They've been told that they're working too hard. They're working too little. They have young children. And these are CDC-based research. And this is why the CDC is spending over $2 million this year advertising to physicians about how real, devastating, and common these syndromes are.
0: How do... Misdiagnosed individuals self-treat.
1: They go to the Internet, and there's some good information, and there's a lot of nonsense. And they often will try this or that and the other. And it's a very difficult thing for people. They have support groups, and they compare notes. But what I recommend is that people go to somebody who specializes in treating CFS and fibromyalgia. The good news is that the fibromyalgia and fatigue centers, as we noted, have centers all around the country and they see people from all over. And if you send your patient to the fibromyalgia and fatigue center, their doctors will work with you on helping to get these patients well. Uh, they'll take care of the initial things and then let you know what needs to be done, if you want to, for follow-up care. Or some physicians that say, I hate it when these people walk in the office. I want to run and hide in the back. They're happy to take over the patient's care. But if you send the patient to www.fibroandfatigue.com, or look up fibromyalgia and fatigue centers. They all have centers all around the country. They know how to get your patients well and how to get them feeling a whole lot better and get their function back.
0: Dr. Teitelbaum, thank you for joining us today.
1: Susan, it's been a pleasure.
0: I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.